Hey guys, welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Start Here podcast. We've got a very exciting episode for you today. A much requested guest, Aaron Mansoor, a good personal friend and excellent entrepreneur, will be joining us on this episode. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, and I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, Quentin, what were some big takeaways from the episode? Well, what I thought was really cool, I've known Aaron since 2015, and we knew each other from running our window cleaning businesses uh, with College Pro, and he took a bit of a hiatus. He graduated, went on to do other stuff, and I never really, uh, we didn't keep in touch very much. Like, uh, I didn't really know what he was up to, but he, I learned, I guess, in the episode that he uh, got into filming and producing, and he, what I thought was really cool was how much he talked about how transferable his skills were that he learned running a window cleaning business and allowed him to like skip a whole bunch of steps on the ladder in the in the film industry which was really crazy so I thought that was really neat and he's just a overall very personable guy a good guy to listen to and chat with and talk to so I thought it was a really cool episode what did you think? It was very cool. He was very good, uh, very good guest. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting too about that film story is you kind of hear about somebody who's going through a situation where, uh, you know, he's got to choose between pursuing his passions, um, you know, as good as he was at them, and choosing to pursue business, money. You know, you kind of feel the tension of that that decision, uh, which is something I've always wondered about, right? I mean, should I have gotten a history degree or a business degree when I was going through university or whatever? Uh, something that we all have to, I guess, reckon with at one time or another. Uh, and then as he moved from there into talking about building his personal brand, I thought that was interesting, talking about media content. I guess not dissimilar to what we do here, but hearing about how to do that with self-awareness, with, uh, you know, I guess sharing what you're an expert at and not necessarily playing a character like so many do. I thought that was very interesting to hear as well. So I think, uh, yeah, a lot of good content through this episode, um, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe one day when you will get a history degree. Yeah, I could get the PhD. You'll have to call me doctor. <laughs> doctor. Make me call me doctor, Healy. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. All right, enjoy the episode, guys. Entrepreneurs Start Here helps you bridge the gap between now and what is next. We embrace taking action and leaning into your community to grow. Explore the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur and what it takes to truly start through candid interviews with innovators like you. This is the Entrepreneur's Start Here podcast. Welcome, Aaron Mansoor. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. How's it going? Thank you for having me. We, uh, this is a, a long time coming, the one and only. Aaron Mansour, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about your your story. We've known each other for quite a while, but haven't necessarily got into the nitty gritty of of what you've been what you've been up to. Yeah, I heard this has been a, like a really hot, hotly requested uh, uh, guest. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to to uh, fulfill that for you guys. I don't know about hotly requested. I guess I, I'd like to start off by apologizing to the audience for having to have this guest. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be one of our one of our more interesting episodes. I'll say that. Hopefully. Well, I guess we could start off broad. Uh, so who is Aaron Mansoor? Wow, that is a deep question. I think that I'm still trying to answer myself. But uh, I guess uh, 
we can go back probably to uh, an evening, uh, October 24th, 1996, when I first graced the world with my presence. Uh, or that might be too far back. Maybe I'll skip ahead a little bit, but let's just roll for it. I don't know if we have enough time, no enough window for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I started uh, my, my career, with, if you will, um, around my first year of university. So I went to Western, I studied business. I'm not a big student though, so lectures and and homework really kind of, you know, didn't really do it for me. But um, luckily I was, you know, really, I guess, uh, really lucky because I went to a lecture I usually skip. It's an econ second semester my first year. And uh, I, you know, someone came to to speak in my class. I signed my name up, said I'll run a business for a summer, stuff like that. And that's how I actually ended up with College Pro. And that's how I know you guys from. So I, uh, I'm very grateful to be a part of College Pro's history. And I, I ran the business all three summers while I was in school. And then I left for a bit. Um, but then I'm back. So I'm back. So don't worry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's who I am. I, I guess, uh, uh, you know, business, entrepreneurship, something I've always been passionate about. And uh, and I mean, all that stuff that's included in that as well. And so I'm really happy to be a part of College Pro again. And uh, and yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, uh, I like long walks on the beach. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> want to take me one day, but... No, but uh, yeah, I really enjoy spending my summers outside on the lake, playing hockey, that kind of stuff. And so I'm always also an avid like learner, I'd say like uh, not not in the school uh, setting, not in a lecture setting, but more so just discovering my stuff on my own. I find when you read books that you're interested in stuff like that, because you're interested in the knowledge, that's that's how you absorb the most. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Least surprising part of that was uh, hearing that you never went to your econ lectures. Um, I guess since we're here today to talk about, uh, I mean, we haven't had a college pro franchisee on the show yet, actually. So maybe for those uh, in the audience who don't have too much context, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your, your student franchising was like and, um, you know, what, what, what that journey was, was like, the challenges you faced with that. Kind of contextualize that a little bit for us before we move into what you're, you're doing today. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. I'm glad to be the first uh, college pro franchisee. Yeah, I, uh, I started my franchise, student franchise in 2015. Um, and so for those of you who don't know what, what a student franchise at College Pro is, it's basically like a, a smaller student business um, that you get to run in the summer. And so I guess what College Pro, how it was presented to me when I started on was a student development company, you know, learn how to run a business by doing it. And, they, you know, I was on the window cleaning side. And what I liked about window cleaning is it's, it's such a simple uh, business model, so easily to replicate, right? It's a service-based model, like take out window cleaning, put in lawn care or or a painting or uh, anything else on us, even a product business too, is because at the end of the day, I think it's, it's about learning how to communicate and, and, uh, and sell and, and, uh, and work with clients as well as have employees. And so I got a lot of that background knowledge, especially my first year. I worked really hard that first summer. I kept my head down. I didn't really know what to expect starting College Pro. Uh, but it kicked my ass definitely. So I think first month uh, was a punch in the face, May, and then uh, and then the second month too it was, it was really tough. And I remember just long days, hard work, six to I mean probably seven days a week. Honestly, I don't know if I took any days off the first year, but through that, through like that kind of baptism by fire, I learned so much about myself as an entrepreneur and so much uh, about running a business in general. And I kind of I, I really fell in love with it. So I actually ended up doing the student franchise model for three years. So every summer in between when I was at university. I would run a business and I always try to expand every year. My first year, I had a, a team of three other people to work with me day to day. Some were friends, some were people I, I found and interviewed. And uh, it was really awesome. I really loved it. I actually hit a couple of you know, records in terms of what I was shooting for. I hit Prez Club my first year, which was something that I set out to do when I started. 
And that was really awesome. And so every year I got to hit press club and it was something I always got to shoot for. And I just love the nature of college pro in general too. It was very competitive in a way because we're all trying to beat each other and trying to like, you know, do more in sales and chirping here and there, which is really fun as a, as a guy who's into sports and into being competitive, but also really collaborative too. Like, you know, someone's success uh, out in Ottawa or out in Calgary is not really going to take away from mine. And so that's what I love too much about, like, that's what I loved a lot about college pro was, was that nature. And so, yeah, that student franchisee, um, that taught me a lot about, about a business. And so when I graduated from Western, I actually left college pro after three years, I was really burnt out of running the business, expanding every year, but I actually left with like a crazy badge of honor, which was on my resume, $200,000 in sales total. I did, I had like 21 student employees that I hired and brought on personally uh, over those three years and worked with 900 plus clients. And so when I graduated and I left college pro and I was entering the job market, it was actually uh, pretty crazy because I, I felt like a standout candidate. I didn't, I didn't think anyone could really beat me. Maybe that was just my ego, but part of it was that badge of honor that I earned as a student franchisee. Cool. Right, President's Club, for those wondering, is uh, I guess uh, it's a sort of a a, a, tra a trip to a different city somewhere, usually, you know, in the, in the States that college pro kind of pays for and takes everyone out if they reach like a certain level of success. So definitely kind of the pinnacle of achievement annually at uh, college pro. Yeah. I but, remember uh, very clearly Aaron and I in a hotel room in uh, New Orleans that year, I guess it would have been just early 2016 at press club. And uh, yeah, we def definitely had, had some fun with that, <laughs> that group. Uh, that first press club, nothing like the first press club, I swear. That one was, it was New Orleans. We've been to some maybe arguably cooler places, but the, that first one was very cool. Yeah, um, New Orleans will have a special place in our hearts for sure, being place. the first one. Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so when you say, so baptism by fire, by the way, what a great line. I've never heard that one. <laughs> never? A, never, no, never. It's the first. So that was, that's a that's a good bit. Um, you said you kind of got punched in the face in that first month of your first year running that business. Mm -hmm. uh, if we're getting super specific, like what was that like? What was it like in the first in the first month or so of of being a business owner when you were what nineteen years old? Eight, 19. Eighteen, yeah. I think uh, my first year was eighteen, and so that was yeah. The the month of May was a huge slap in the face because I didn't really know what to expect. I just you know my job up until then was part time while I'm in school. I'm calling clients that are previous clients of ours, booking them in for the summer and I'm knocking on some doors. I'm trying to generate more business. And so that was kind of my taste and, and then hiring some students as well. That was really what I had about college pro my first semester. And then, or my, my preseason or second semester, first year when I first started working with college pro. And then when I, when I started working full-time, it's May exams are done and I'm starting to do the production, do the jobs that I had scheduled. I kind of had a, I realized I, I, I filled up my schedule to the brim, 8 to 5 p.m., uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, like Monday through Friday. And then like, you know, I did like a half day Saturday or whatever. But um, so my team, who's inexperienced, me as well, you know, we, we haven't cleaned any windows yet. All I've been doing is selling job, booking them in and hiring students. So when it actually happened, I started, it started, it was a little overwhelming, right? Because I, I didn't know the skill of window cleaning. I was learning. I got the safety down. But every job was taking way longer than it should. And so, you know, I have employees, too, that are, are, are working with me and we're trying to figure this out. We're running late to every job my first week. Days would we'd finish window cleaning, honestly, when the sun was setting. So physically, we'd be exhausted. Right. And then emotionally, mentally, like we're knocking on doors. We're trying to build the business as well and hit the goals that we have. And so we 
it just was, I guess we weren't expecting that. We weren't expecting it to be kind of so overwhelming right away. Uh, partly my fault though, being inexperienced, I definitely filled my schedule too high and I didn't really allow myself to gradually get better at window cleaning before I can actually have full days. Uh, but eventually all that stuff caught up and it would be okay. But yeah, when I say baptism by fire, it was really like, I felt like I was learning how to swim by just being thrown into the lake. You know, I just, yeah. someone threw me in and they were like, swim. And I was swimming. I was trying. I was treading as best I could, right? Just just above the water. My neck, yeah. neck being just above, just barely gasping for air, sucking in some water here and there. Don't know if I'm going to make it. But uh, but yeah, ultimately, though, obviously, that, that made me who I am. So it. I'm so grateful for all that. Exactly. That experience probably, if anything, that my first year window cleaning with College Pro was probably the greatest year of my professional life so far. And I've been chasing that high ever since. I don't know how else to capture it, but I'm trying every time. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I am curious, I guess, have you always wanted to be a business owner? Yeah. What yeah, made actually, you sign that sheet in your, in your econ lecture? <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to be a business owner for sure. My father was, uh, his father was. And so it kind of felt like naturally to me, I went to school cause that was like the predetermined plan for everyone. And I picked business as a major because it just seemed the simplest. And I picked marketing as a degree cause it seemed the easiest and I'm not <laughs> the best student. So I kind of wanted to just get all that out of the way. And I went to school for all the other reasons, you know, the networking, the, the, the social aspect of it, if you will. And that was really awesome. And so I almost skipped that econ lecture. Cause I, I, I you know, I didn't really care too much about uh, going to lectures and, but I didn't, I, I showed up, I, I sat in the front row and then a friend of ours, Jessica was doing the class talk. And luckily I signed my name up on that sheet because had I not, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm super grateful for it. So I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So that's why I think it resonated with me when she was giving that class talk, run out your own business, learn how to, you know, student run a student business. So I signed up. And then when she called me, this is actually really funny, but she called me Jessica and she said, uh, so what do you, what are you thinking you're going to do this summer after explaining the role to me a little bit more? I said, oh, you know, I think I'm probably going to go back to camp and, and be a counselor. Like I have been for the last couple of years. And she said, well, you can make a lot more money doing this. And I'm like, okay, you had my, uh, <laughs> you had my uh, curiosity. Now you have my attention. Right. So I, uh, I was really interested and hooked after that. And I, and I fought really hard to get the job. I think that was probably the, the most grueling interviews I've ever done. It was three phone call interviews, hour long a piece with lots of homework in between. And I just remember to like, I try to do every little advantage I could to get the job. So I would actually wear a suit, like full suit, three-piece suit for a phone interview, never mind, right? Like I was, there was no video. It wasn't, I was trying to impress anyone. I just wanted to sound like I was professional, right? And I would stand up. I would do power poses for 30 minutes beforehand. I did my best. You could hear best, suits right? in a phone call. I've always thought that. That's what they told me. They're like, you know what? We could hear it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like smile and dial, but uh, tie on and dial or something. <laughs> You do I feel you do feel that, a but... certain way though when you have a suit on you're just like oh man this feels I feel like like a pro right yeah elevated well I think yeah. that the real takeaway here I don't know I was recruited by by another friend of ours Calvin uh, by class talk you know signing the name on the sheet the real takeaway for me is that you should definitely be signing random sheets uh, when you get the opportunity because <laughs> that's what puts sheet. you in life trajectory. So let's, let's talk about your leaving college pro and then coming back, I guess. Yeah, I actually, I didn't meet you until you came back. I, yeah, I was right? a little more younger than my esteemed colleagues, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm very curious as to what you did in between. I don't actually know. 
Yeah, it's actually it's actually a really interesting story for sure. It was I left college pro at a time where it was just I was burnt out. You know, my number one employee that I had that was my best friend Theo Demas. Shout out to Theo. Uh, he worked for me for three whole summers. Best guy, and he quit that year. Not quit. He sorry. He just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get a different job, and I helped him with it. Became a mason, uh, and he's doing really well. It's very successful in that right now. Uh, but he wasn't coming back, and it was my I was going to go into my fourth summer again. It was like October, November, and I was like, you know what, I. I just don't know if I have it in me. I was really burnt out. Never had any time in my summers to do anything. So decided to leave. I ended up uh, traveling a lot that summer I left. So once I graduated, I actually did a course in Hong Kong, backpacked through Thailand uh, as well. That was really, really fun. And uh, when I came back, I actually started a new path, new career in the film industry. And how I did that was actually crazy. And I owe College Pro everything for it. So my first uh, set, I was just really interested in film at that time. And I, I reached out to my, one of my friends who was a student. He was in his fourth year at, uh, at uh, Ryerson for film. And I asked him, hey, like, if you're, you know, doing any film sets, I'd love to jump on as a, as a PA. PA is like, a, you're like an intern, kind of bottom of the rung. You just move equipment and you help when you need your extra body, right? And so he said, yeah, I got this really cool movie coming up. You know, hop on it's student film, no budget, obviously for like, there's budget, but there's not, not one for like, not, not paid gig at all, right? And I started working that. It was like a eight, eight day uh, film set and it was like 16 hour days and I'm at, I'm the PA I'm the intern right so there I'm moving boxes I'm doing stuff I'm waking up early I'm driving around and what was crazy about it was that they kept and I loved it too because I was super interested it was my first film set and they kept giving me stuff to do like they kept just like throwing more more and more stuff on my plate and because of my background I ran a business for three years right and I had like so much to deal with that was nothing to me right all these crazy problems and logistics and planning and like oh we, we need to move this piece of equipment it's got to get to this person this person's got to be on time for this and and I was just handling it eating it and doing it with a smile and just like loving what I was doing because I was just solving problems so all that experience solving problems like running the business like really came through and in that film set someone was like hey you know what I got another movie coming up but the producers dropped you seem like you know what you're doing even though this is your first film set do you want to be a producer the next one so so I went from like bottom of the rung intern you know not knowing anything but because of my business skills and, and knowledge and like just handling things phone calls this and that they uh the next film set they were like we need a producer and so the next one I came on set an hour late left an hour early never touched equipment I had my own intern uh give me an assistant, you know, they help me schedule stuff, make phone call. It was just the most create the craziest transition. So I became a film producer, right? And that movie that I worked on I had no creative control over it. But I helped it get financing, I, I got actually our first sponsorship from Hakeem Optical. So shout out to Hakeem Optical. Uh, this is this isn't sponsored, by the way. <laughs> but no, no, they, uh, they gave us a uh, uh, some money to, to go to the film and we had a little product placement in there as well and that film actually went on to do uh, some film festivals one in Edmonton which I got to go to so I, I really got involved in the film industry and that was really great um, but there was a, a problem so it was all fun to be you know the uh, the creative kind of film producer for a while but I actually had a lot of debt uh, and it wasn't from the film part even though that didn't help definitely because I'm not being paid for for any of these student films obviously um, it was because I was you know very young, very inexperienced and didn't actually pay for my uh, HST for the last two years. So my first year, uh, someone helped me pay for for me. And then the next two years, my, my parents, you know, my dad didn't, you know, he's like, you can do it on your own. And he kept reminding me too, but I just yeah, push it off, push it off. And so I had a bunch of HST money that I ended up spending on stuff and movies and, you know, alcohol and other university <laughs> things at the time. Right. Uh, and then so I ended up having zero dollars, but the gov I owed the government like 17,000. So I was actually like super into debt and I didn't know how I was going to pay it off. And so 
the film ended up drying up a little bit. I stopped losing kind of that passion because in that industry, it's very cutthroat. No one really cares if you succeed. Whereas in college, probably felt like everyone really does, does want to lift each other up and like kind of support each other. And so that was kind of interesting for me to transition into an industry where it was really cutthroat and I didn't know many people. And so I ended up not making a lot of money and I had $17,000 into debt and I was just in the like, kind of like bottom, like, you know, it, it was really, I really bottomed out there. I really know, I didn't really know what to do. So I ended up actually interviewing to a ton of different jobs. So I went on this crazy interviewing run. I reached out to everyone in my network who, who has a job here, who knew, who knows someone. And I, I lined up a bunch of interviews a few weeks in a row. And obviously because of my experience working with college pro, I had years of, of recruiting and hiring for myself. So I became, I was on the other side of the desk where I was interviewing students to work with me in the summers. And I did maybe hundreds of interviews over the three years, right? And so going back on the other side of it and now being interviewed, I, I kind of knew every little trick that the interviewer was not, not, I shouldn't say trick, but more so what they were asking for, right? Why are they asking certain questions, what they were looking for? You know, they're, they're, they're asking for previous experience that can indicate future performance. That's like the main looking uh, that's what they're mainly looking for and so i had three years of college pro two hundred thousand dollars in sales 20 employees under me 900 clients it was just easy to brag about and i and and because of, i wasn't nervous because i used to be an interviewer it just came through and so i got a lot of job offers a lot of cool ones downtown sales jobs you know sixty thousand to start plus commissions downtown it wasn't appealing to me that's super far away but uh you know startup bragging this call too I guess. <laughs> yeah exactly right i was offered here left and right they want to be a senior partner at a law firm no i'm kidding but <laughs> but yeah it was just because my experience and so i ultimately didn't choose any of those companies for culture reasons i don't know i didn't feel it right the distance this and that um but i needed money really quickly i need to figure it out and so i also actually decided to do something that was really close by my house it was a factory that uh, makes car seats. So I actually don't know if you, if I've ever told you guys the story, but no. I, 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 yeah. So I was $17,000 in debt, didn't know what to do. I'm freaking out. I needed time. I need money and I need something quickly. And the reason why I didn't choose one of those career paths, it didn't feel right. And I would just, I felt like the learning curve would be too tough. So I was like, let's just physical labor. Let's do something that paid really well, paid very well. And it was, I worked at a factory for like a, like a three, four months to, to, to actually work off the the, the $17,000 in debt, right? And so I was grinding as hard as I could. And what was really crazy at this factory that made car seats is that they had two shifts. It was an A, B, a shift and a B shift. And the A shift was like, you know, 6 a.m. to like 3 p.m. The B shift was like 4 p.m. to like 1 a.m., something like that. And it would switch every week. So they would kind of mess with your circadian rhythm every week, like every two, sorry, every two weeks. So, um, so two weeks you'd be on the A shift, two weeks you'd be on the B shift. And that went on for like so long. And it was really messing with my mind. And I'm trying to work off this money, this debt. I'm trying to, you know, save every money I can to, to pay it off as best I could. And uh, it was really depressing, to be honest with you. Like I, I went from college pro, top of the world, running a business, $200,000 in three years, was killing it, had all these friends, this network of students. And I, I was now in a factory working with a lot of um, a lot of uh, great men who I really love and respect. They're, they're, they're really good guys. And uh, it was it was it was good to hear their stories and, and talk with them. But it just made me really appreciate college. Pro. I was like, wow, like I had something so amazing. Like I didn't even know. And you didn't know because you never know what you have to, until it's gone. Right. Thank you, Kanye, for that quote. But it, it's like, you know what I mean? So I was I was in that moment. I was like, wow, like I can't believe I, I, I left college pro because I didn't realize when I left that, like when you stop working, your income goes down to zero and then your expenses stay. Like, they, you keep spending money like that doesn't change. <laughs> 
right? And so, <laughs> so I, I had no plan to make this money. And I, I obviously worked it off with the, the factory. And then I worked at Sportcheck too. I, I worked a bunch of jobs as, as much as I could to try to get it back. And once I paid it off, I was good. I was in the clear and I, I learned my lesson, pay your taxes. You don't forget stuff, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, and it, it taught me a lot. I was really in a dark place at that time. Not like, I mean, I'm sure there's, it's, you know, it's all relative, right? But for me personally, it was just like, wow, I, I can't believe that I let something so amazing go. And so now that I'm back, which, and how I came back was really fun too, which was just talking with Aaron, me and Aaron Anders, uh, who I think was a guest on yours earlier. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, uh, I listened to his episode, by the way, it's a very good episode, shout out to Aaron. Uh, me and him always kept a relationship. And because I was in film, so I was helping him out with some, some film of, of his company, Woo. And so we always kept a relationship, I always sought, sought his advice. And for, for years when I was gone, it was a year and a half that I was in between, he was always in the back of my ear. And so one day I called him up, I'm like, Aaron, like, I want to come back. And uh, I was like, I really, I really badly want to come back. I'm like, I, I lost, I had no purpose. I, I wanted film and then film ended up not working out. And then I had no money. And then I was in debt, I climbed out and now I still have no purpose. I don't know what to do. And he's like, you know what? Like, I, we'd love to have you back. You know, our full-time team is a little full. So I don't know if we can put you on a salary position, but there's this new thing that we're starting that you might be interested in, which at the time we called it the full-time franchise, which now is like the franchise ownership model. And I was like, do I want to be a franchisee again? Jeez, that was, it's like tough. You know, I don't, I don't know. I kind of want a salary. I want some like more like mentorship and direction. Um, but I'm so glad he pushed me there because now that's what I do. And it's, it's three, we're, I don't know, three years deep into it. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. And the thing is, what's really crazy, guys, is what I'm doing now and what I was doing back when I was a student franchisee is actually pretty much the same. Obviously, it's a different scale, a little bit bigger, but it's the exact same stuff. But now I have a whole different perspective because I was in debt and because I was working at a factory with a bunch of men who, um, who told me their life stories and, and where they gave up on their dreams, to be honest with you. And it kind of broke my heart, right? Like you have, I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced working at a, like a physical labor job. I can, I can my... tell you, I actually have a very similar experience. I, when the COVID first hit, uh, I was running my second year franchise, uh, student franchise that is. Um, I guess, you know, things, there was a little uncertainty in the market, right? Nobody was exactly, it was, it was the preseason. So the, mm -hmm. the main mission was cold calling. And I mean, Quentin was still pushing me to cold call, but let's be honest, I was a little nervous about cold calling and the like, you know, first week of lockdown. So I didn't think people were going to take very kindly that. So I didn't know what was going to happen if COVID was going to stop. You know, obviously I'm sure we were all in the same situation there, but I haven't been like having a responsibility to cold call at that time. So just like, I put it on hold like completely. I know some people are still grinding it out and good on them. And I should have done that maybe, but I put it all on hold because I, I didn't want to like just get a bunch of no's that would have been yeses and, uh, you know, potentially in six weeks or whatever. So I, uh, I went and got a job at, I was in Smith Falls, Ontario. And I got a job at the weed factory, like the weed plant. Mm. Um, so that was a pretty soul crushing experience for sure. I, def I, I don't know. I forget who said it, but I, you know, those like motivation techniques or like vision techniques you hear sometimes from business gurus and that sort of thing. I remember one, one time a guy was saying like, uh, find like what, what hell is to you. And then that'll motivate you to run in the opposite direction. Um, that was hell. To me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's like, a really good quote to have. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I mean, anyone who's worked like maybe one of those like physical labor jobs with the, with a bunch of older guys uh, and when they're young, and I think everyone should, by the way, everyone should experience that at one point, you know, they'll come, they'll tell you, they'll be like, yo, like stay in school. Don't, you know, don't work with your body when you're, you know, 60 years old, like stay in school, make money off your brain. Right. And, and I remember when I was like in high school and I was doing those kind of jobs, they would tell me that and I'd be like, all right, like, yeah, for sure. But, but then having done college pro and then leaving and then, and then being in it to make off money, I was like, oh my God, they were absolutely right. And so 
I had to get out of there, which is exactly right. And, and yeah, no, it, and I'm glad I did. And I'm glad Aaron Anders picked up that phone. Yeah. One thing I do want to say though, is if Hakeem Optical, Wu Chang Sin, or Kanye West are paying you for this episode, I want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kanye messaged me earlier. He's like, I heard you're going on a pod. So just make, you know, drop some, some good uh, <laughs> words for me. <laughs> yeah that sounds like really good timing i mean i'm definitely definitely glad you're back uh you're definitely an inspiration to a lot of people in the company and uh it's like i'd go as far to say like some of the glue that holds the culture together um uh, for for sure um that's a good guy definitely uh, that means so much thank you so much and uh, honestly i have a no, new perspective on it too it's like i'm doing the same stuff but it's like it's purposeful now it's like there's fulfillment behind it i'm not running a window cleaning business i'm I'm running a student development company, right? I'm teaching students entrepreneurship and that's what always what College Pro has been, but it, it, now I see it, now I understand it. Yeah, very cool. Maybe we'll switch gears to talking a little bit more about your own personal brand. I understand, or Owen and I have been told that that's something that you're, uh, I guess, focused on moving forward, which isn't something that was at all on my radar a few years ago that building your personal brand was was something that people do so I guess can you tell us a little bit more about about that yeah absolutely it's uh it's funny because it's right it's it was wasn't something that I ever thought we would look at or wanted to do for sure I actually deleted all my social media five years ago and I've kept actually most of them gone um so like the whole everything Facebook Instagram Snapchat Twitter, you know, everything but like YouTube and YouTube kind of be the one thing that I kind of can consume, but not, you know, I didn't really want to, you know, post or anything like that. I was kind of worried. I don't know what the internet being forever and things going on. I was just, you know, I was always kind of trying to avoid that kind of stuff. But now I kind of do see the value behind building a personal brand. And that is a goal of mine now moving forward. I'm trying to uh, step my toes back into the internet, if you will, um, starting with things that I can kind of understand, which is YouTube. That's something I've always consumed, still consuming. So I, and because my film background, I have some equipment and I have some, some knowledge in that. And so I'm starting that get back out, trying to get that back up, which has been fun so far. I'm really enjoying it. Obviously the expectations when doing anything like that is, is it's a slow burn, right? And everything I think, in my opinion, compound, it's a compound interest. And so what I, what I think is the way to go about it, or at least how I want to approach building a personal brand is to slowly do it over time, piece by piece with low expectations, just, just putting it out there, things that you, you think are, were valuable to others, or you think, you know, you, some interests, likes, hobbies, whatever it is, something that you want to base your, your personal brand around. And I think it's always good to like communicate to people that you can speak to which is, in my opinion, the only real person you could speak to is your past self, right? I can't really give you or, or anyone else advice, uh, except for really my past self. So the, who I was maybe a couple of years ago, because now looking back, I can see all the mistakes I've made, all the learning lessons, all the things that were valuable. And so if my target audience, if you will, or the person I want to speak to when building a brand is my past self, someone who uh, I can know, I know very dearly, right? I know very, very intimately. Uh, I think that's what's going to connect. You, I think. <laughs> definitely unfortunately for me right but yeah that's that's so i think building on that right piece by piece slowly over time with no expectations other than just to uh, slowly grow it um you'll have a body of work that you can look back on and be proud of even if it's not like super crazy big or popping it's like it's also there's also another concept that i was that uh, i learned the other day which is um it's like i forget the name of it but it's like spontaneity so if you live in a small village 
right? And all you did all day was to go outside to that small village. There'd be opportunities for sure for things to like, for coincidences to happen that would benefit you. But if you go to like all these other villages around the world, day after day after day, different villages, meeting new people, having new experiences, there'll be probably more opportunities where you'll find some spontaneity or spontaneity or like coincidences or things that like go your way, like, like luck in that, in that way, you know what I mean? Where it's like, not like luck when people think about it, it's just like, oh, something, you know, outside of your realm of control, like happens to you. And then you got lucky. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, you put yourself in a position to be lucky by, by being, putting yourself out there on the internet or building a brand. So even if it's not something like crazy big or like millions of views or anything like that, it's just like opportunities for someone to find you and someone to connect to you. And that, that can create a job that can create this. That's what I'm looking at right now. That's very cool. That's good. I look at it. One thing that's standing out there, particularly for me is, uh, I guess the way you put it so simply, right? Like the, your audience is your past self. That's the only person you can speak to. Uh, that sounds like self-aware and I guess all encompassing in, in the same time. I feel like sometimes with the personal brand stuff, you know, you can get put off when you see people, you know, selling too hard or whatever, or, or, or pretending. But I guess, you know, when you're just speaking to experiences that you've had for your own self, like, I don't know, that's, that's a clean way of doing it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, sorry. Yeah, we know, we know you're a genuine guy always. And it's funny that you say that actually one of my notes, I had very minimal notes for this episode. Honestly, we were just going to go with the flow, but one of them was, I wanted to ask you actually, what would you tell your past self? That was like one of the oh. three points that I had put down. So um, just because I know you had such a journey in this past, like I guess since 2015, uh, what would you tell your past, past self? Oh man, I I would I always say is if I had a time machine, I would go and grab my past self, shake him, and be like, just keep going, just don't stop. Like just that to me is my is was what I think I need to constantly remind myself now, which is it doesn't actually matter like what you do. It's more so just doing it in general. Because I think I got tripped up and I had a lot, especially in that dark time when I was, you know, and you know, a little depressed and had dead and wasn't in a job and you know, it was very isolating. I uh I wish I just stopped trying to be perfect and stop trying to like okay if i'm going to run a business because i had a few trials on business other businesses and i wish I, I i just didn't hesitate to do action like take the action because that was tripping me up a lot and i think if i had an opportunity to talk to my past self i would be like yo just just do it just do something just do anything and then you'll figure it out as you go which is how i'm how i'm trying to operate in my day now but back then i would be i'd be caught up i would i would hold myself back from just doing something and so that's probably my biggest piece of advice for my past self is, is just just take action anything that's a conversation I feel like I have relatively often just with people. I mean, analysis, paralysis, not knowing what to do. Like, like the world is your, the world is everybody's oyster these days. Like there's a million and one things you can do. You see everybody doing all these different things and it just really, um, you have endless choice. It's so hard to just choose something and be okay with it and just go all in to that path when you know, like, oh, there's, Oh, there's this thing over here, this thing over here. It can be very distracting for sure, for sure. Or even on a micro scale, like um, taking action when you know you have a bunch of stuff to do, it, like even in your own business, like making sure mm -hmm. to actually get up and go and do those things that day is a, it can be, it can, definitely can be tough, especially if you lack purpose, I guess, which sounds like your past self might, might have to an extent. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and just to speak almost to like the personal brand stuff that you were, we were talking about before, mm -hmm. it's people, and at least this is, again, I can only speak from my personal experience, but for me, it was like, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to put myself out there. I didn't know what area or what thing I wanted to be known for, right? Because everyone always like, oh, that guy does this, or this guy does that. And like, everyone has like, you know, we summarize everyone by the thing that they do. And people, I think, get tripped up if they're trying to build a personal brand. It's like, 
like this is what I'm going to be forever. So if I don't come out the gates like great, and if I don't know what I'm doing, you know, then it's it's not going to work. And so at least for me, that's how I, I've hesitated. I always wanted to build a YouTube channel, and I, every year I would post a couple, and then I would delete them all because I'm just like embarrassed or like you know what I mean. Like even listening to my, like I'm not going to be able to listen to this podcast by the way. My voice, I can't. You know, everyone can't <laughs> listen to their voice, right? But but yeah, it was just everyone gets tough for your yeah. editing process as you're building your personal brand content that you, you can't rewatch. I can edit. I can't. I can't. I, this is my process. So I'll, I'll edit the video as much as I can. And I will, I'll do it all. And then when I put it out, I'll watch it once, cringe a bunch of times, because let's be honest, right? And then I'll never watch it again. Or unless I'm like super proud of that video, which is like very rare. Usually, I mean, right, I'm in the stage of getting better, getting good. So I, I know that everything I put out is going to be shit. Let's be honest. But eventually it'll be good. So when it becomes good, then I'll be like, oh, look at him. Like, you know, overnight success. Nah, like it took lots of time and lots of failure, right? Like that's entrepreneurship in a nutshell. Well, it's already gotten to a point with this podcast where when I listen to the first couple episodes, honestly, it's a little tough to hear, but this is a far, just even by comparison to, to what we're doing now. So I definitely, definitely feel you there. Yeah. I mean, it'd be the same with like anything you do. Like we did, I taught some people how to cold call on the weekend. And like, if they in two months go back and listen to their first time that they knocked on a door and spoke to a customer, they'd be like, oh my God. But you know, the, the person is, people are pretty, uh, what's the word, I guess, like forgiving. For, for other people less so for themselves typically yeah and I and I think that's like it's also like limiting beliefs I think too right uh, at least for me you know I always say over myself and I try to catch myself now when I say it but like oh I'm bad at math but the way I should approach it is like okay I don't actually practice the skill of math enough to be good at it so if I wanted to if I wanted to dedicate my attention to be better at math and I would be Right. That's a good belief to have rather than just saying I'm bad at math. I'm bad at cold calling. I'm bad at this. It's like, yeah, for the amount of effort you put into learning that skill. Yeah, you're probably bad. Let's be honest. Right. You're not going to run a, a crazy successful business tomorrow. It's, it's going to take a lot of failure and a lot of time to, to build yourself up that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe I'm pompous, but I've just always, you know, use that as an excuse for everything I'm bad at. Oh, I just don't practice. Well, oh, and you're bad at a lot of things. So I mean. That's true. Yeah, there is there is quite a laundry list. I guess I need There's to have some laundry. coke in there somewhere, right? Yeah, but if you dedicate more time and attention, you eventually you get better, right? Like it just takes time, and so people are impatient enough as well. I mean that, but I, you know, who who is patient, right? Like it's I agree too. It's I want the results as soon as possible. And I want it for the least amount of effort, and that and it's I don't mean, know if that's unrealistic, but that's exactly how I feel. I don't know about anyone else, but that's that's me. I think that's maybe something we select for with entrepreneurship a little bit, right? A little bit, although that's definitely not what I got selected for. I definitely take as long as I possibly could with any task. (laughs) I just meant the people we happen to get. Yeah, not that we're looking for it. (laughs) The top that filter on to the to the top, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, So I guess, could you define your your personal brand? Have you have you done that before? Yeah, I've actually journaled on that. That's yeah. actually something I've like, yeah, I spent a couple of minutes journaling on that a few times around. And I always got tripped up when I first started because I'm like, what do I want to be? Like, you know, like I, wanna, I have a clean slate right now. As soon as I put one video, it's like, that's me forever, right? And uh, I think I've, I've bun- bounced around a lot of times, but I think where I, where I, at least what I want to speak to in the future, my personal brand that I'd like to build is helping students pay their way through university business right and uh that's because i think that's that's what i want to that's who i want to be in terms of like who like the the brand i want to build is someone who did it because i paid my way through university i mean obviously i ended with a little bit because i spent my hst money but that's beside the point uh we learn from my experience right but i think 
I think that's where I want to go. And it's really in line with what College Pro is. And so I'm actually super happy to, to be back at College Pro because it gives me that vehicle, which is window cleaning, running a window cleaning company. But either it's lawn care or other service-based businesses or, or anything entrepreneurship, I'm just interested in learning more and more and gaining new skills like I have lots of coaches I have different kinds of for different skills that I'm trying to build on and so for me I get I think I want to go into the future of like trying to coach at a scale right now I coach uh, you know my employees my my managers uh, who I work with every day and and that's been so fulfilling so fun so if I can build a brand that's teaching students you know how to how to pay their way through school or run a business or learn just business in general through running one that would be what, what I'd want it to be so that's I think that's the direction I want to go in that's crisp. I like it. I mean, obviously, like you can speak to that direct experience of your past self. And I mean, uh, I guess that's that's kind of one of the main appeals of college pro, right? So just being able to turn that into a personal brand is very cool. I, uh, I'm curious, do you find journaling to be a useful exercise? Uh, that's something I've kind of dabbled in, but never quite committed to as a habit. Yeah, I think it, I think it, I think it is. I mean, we go through periods of time where, you know, I don't do it at all. And then I go through times where I try to, and it's like anything like meditation, being healthy or sleeping well. I think I go through lots of periods of like an intense focus on like trying to do this skill. And I know journaling is something that has been very valuable. I just wish I had, you know, more patience to do it more because uh, it is valuable every time I do it. Uh, at least try to meditate on a topic or, or try to think through some, some something. It's always good to write it out. And I have this new philosophy now. Um, and I actually have this coach who I, I worked with um, specifically on this, which is trying to have everything out of my mind, like not anything in my mind at all at all points of time. So if I have a thought that I want to capture, it's on a piece of paper, it's in a notepad, it's in my notes on my phone, it's, you know, it's, it's in a calendar, if it's a time specific thing, I need to remember trying to always be present and not having any open tabs on my mind. And I find journaling is a really good exercise, especially if you're ruminating about things. It's like sometimes I can't sleep. And so if I can't sleep, that means I'm thinking about something intensely or I'm trying to work through something and your brain's really good at doing that, like trying to figure stuff out. Um, you just let it do that on its own. It's just going to clog it up. So I find trying to write it out and really see how you feel about it. Um, and, even, and, and it can help you make, I guess, be clear and make more decisions. That's, at least that's my experience. I would totally try that tonight. I would, I would try it if you're, uh, if you're thinking about it, I would try it. I, I have one by my bed and um i feel like i sleep better <laughs> and the nice that i actually write something in there when you, when you say that like you're clogging up your brain but i think about stuff all the time i'm just like thinking back like the nine things i told myself to mentally remember this morning so i think that maybe i, I need a bit of like a systems update there um, i don't know how much uh you have left to ask me but i was wondering aaron i mean i've heard some talk of potential uh youtube collaboration with entrepreneurs start here and uh, the aaron man sort of personal brand moving forward can you speak to that yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I'd be happy to, I'm trying to figure this stuff out as well. I have, I'm taking a course right now and like trying to like learn how to like really get, um, get good at making videos and, and figuring all that stuff out. So be happy to help out. I'd be happy to collaborate. I think that's a, a huge opportunity. That's why I call it pro. It's, it's, there's, there's really no notes. Like there's no, like, no, we can't do that because this is how we've always done it. There's, there's never that it's always, um, you know, this could be a potential opportunity. Let's dip our toes and let's try it. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't like, you know what I mean? Just try things out. I think that's the best part about college pro. Mm -hmm. that's true the answers i ask get asked questions and the answers are usually yeah yeah we could probably yeah we could probably do that <laughs> yes the closest uh, you ever get to a no is when aaron anders is like a yes yeah yeah he's like maybe the only time i ever heard him say like solid no when i was like yeah i'm gonna buy a couple of kegs for this uh the weekend he's just like no like <laughs> maybe maybe a couple of many 
Aaron. Don't like, have Aaron. someone there to say no. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's he's he hires our checks and balances when we need it. Yeah, we we do. We appreciate him for that. That's for sure. Um. So, where can we find you? That's a good question. I again, I, I deleted all my social medias five years ago. The only ones I have now up are, um, I guess, LinkedIn. If, if you're potentially interested in working with me, I, I recruit uh, a lot of my managers from that website. I have Facebook for my clients, so for like a, a Facebook page for my my business, and then the main one that I'm trying to get going and trying to work out is the YouTube channel, which is my first name, last name. And so if you if you're interested, drop, a, drop by, see it, see if you like it. If not, it's all good. You know, <laughs> you're not my target audience, then I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to find more of my past selves, more people in the journey. And, and just to speak on this last part, um, I just before I forget, I think when you're trying to build a personal brand, you could either be an expert or um, someone like along the journey, right? Like a like an ex- someone experiencing the same thing. And so if you're if you're talking from experience, and you're like, you know, this has worked for me, this this didn't, I think that's more authentic than just pretending you're an expert, right? Because I'm not an expert. Not yet. I mean, maybe one day, but who knows? On the journey to becoming an expert at some point well definitely yeah i, I can echo that i feel like that's kind of what our show is about i don't pretend to be the biggest expert on entrepreneurship but having a lot of good guests here who are also on the journey a little bit further along than myself i think that's where the, the value is created and like i said i mean uh, i definitely find that authentic piece to be the biggest thing when it comes to these there's so many guys out there selling expertise that they don't have and that's definitely something i want to avoid so yeah i appreciate that yeah. And I think when you're selling something, it's yourself, your personal brand or a service or a product. It's like when you can sell it with, with conviction, right? That's when you actually don't need any sales techniques. It's just, you're, you know, you, you wholeheartedly believe in the product. And so if you believe in yourself and you think like, Hey, like I have experience, it's like that, that is a good way to communicate from, I think. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. I learned a lot about you. I didn't know a lot of those things. So uh, very cool. Very interesting. I like your insights. Um, much appreciate you being a guest. Yeah, thank thanks so much for having me. It sounds like maybe not the last time our audience is going to uh, hear our mentor. So. I yeah. hope not. I love you guys. So yeah, thanks so much for having me. You guys are awesome. And uh, I really appreciate the opportunity just to come out. This was, this was really fun. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs>